It's Thursday, October 18, 2012. So he's got the oil and gas part, but he doesn't have the clean energy part. I want to make sure we use our oil, our coal, our gas, our nuclear, our renewables. The second presidential debate, debunking and fact-checking on energy. Plus, having an energy conversation without talking about climate is like talking about smoking and not talking about cancer. A no-show at the debate, climate change. All of that and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. This has not been Mr. Oil or Mr. Gas or Mr. Coal. Speaking of which, where's Mr. Freeze? I'll be back. Oh yeah, there he is. This is your... Green News Report. The Iceman cometh. Okay, Des, my cold persists, so my apologies for that. But another interesting debate this week, and uh, right off the bat, it was all about energy and uh, drilling and oil and more oil. Oh, indeed. The candidates hit hard and heavy on energy at the second presidential town hall debate at Hofstra University. Yeah, but no talk about climate change once again. Nope, absolutely nothing, but we'll have more on that in a moment. Of course, there was lots of misleading stats and outright false claims. Now, there are too many to cover all of them right here, so please check out our website, greennews.bradblog.com, for a full energy-specific fact-check and debunking. First, the very premise of the first question about how the administration can lower gas prices is just wrong. It's a fact that the price of oil is set on the global market, and there is almost nothing that any president can do to affect the price of gas. Obama knows this, and so does Governor Romney. But instead, they made it into a contest for who loves fossil fuels more. We still continue to open up new areas for drilling. We continue to make it a priority for us to go after natural gas. More drilling, more permits and licenses. We're going to bring that pipeline in from Canada. We're actually drilling more on public lands. We made the largest investment in clean coal technology. I don't think anyone really believes that you're a person who's going to be pushing for oil and gas and coal. I will fight for oil, coal, and natural gas. I'm all for pipelines. I'm all for oil production. And both Obama and Romney pandered on gas prices, pretending that more drilling will have an effect on lowering gas prices. That's just not true. Romney's also just plain wrong that drilling on public lands is down. Fact checkers say that Romney was cherry picking statistics. Drilling is actually higher on average on public lands now than during the Bush administration. Plus, neither one of them mentioned solar and wind projects on public lands. And there's been, in fact, a huge increase in uh, in wind projects on federal lands. Zero projects on federal lands before Obama took office to, I think, uh, 16 different projects now? Yes, 16 different solar projects in just the last four years. Obama also pointed out that major difference on federal investment in the U.S. clean energy industry. You know, and our investment right now is already paltry compared to China and Germany. So he's got the oil and gas part, but he doesn't have the clean energy part. And if we are only thinking about tomorrow or the next day and not thinking about 10 years from now, we're not going to control our own economic future because China, Germany, they're making these investments. And I'm not going to cede those jobs of the future to those countries. I expect those new energy sources to be built right here in the United States. Now, Romney says he cares about renewable energy. I want to make sure we use our oil, our coal, our gas our nuclear, our renewables. I believe very much in our renewable capabilities. Ethanol, wind, solar will be an important part of our energy mix. But Romney has panned clean energy jobs and the clean energy industry before. We all like wind and solar, but you can't drive a car with a windmill on it. And 
and his stated policies and white papers call for eliminating federal investment in clean energy, including the crucial wind energy production tax credit that's set to expire at the end of this year. And Romney keeps billions in taxpayer subsidies for oil. And then there was Romney's bogus accusations on the decline of coal in the U.S. Power companies are driving that by switching to cheaper, more profitable natural gas. That's the free market at work. Not at the debate was Green Party presidential candidate Jill Stein. The one candidate who had no problem mentioning the word climate. Climate is in meltdown. Yes, she has a true progressive agenda on climate change and clean energy, and she was actually arrested outside the debate forum for trying to get in. How dare her, a presidential candidate on 85% of the country's ballots, trying to participate in the presidential debate? I know, it's crazy. Also not at the debate, climate change. I think MSNBC's Chris Hayes said it best. Having an energy conversation without talking about climate is like talking about smoking and not talking about cancer. You can't you can't talk about it unless you talk about what the stakes are for the climate. Who is the more pro-coal candidate is talking about who is going to most hastily speed our headlong flight of disaster. Poll after poll shows that Americans are finally grasping the connection between global warming and extreme weather events and that climate change is a winning campaign wedge issue. Yet, they ignore it. For more on our headlong flight of disaster, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider purchasing a copy of Greg Palast's Billionaires and Ballot Bandits, along with his Election Files DVD. That's our new premium at bradblog.com, and we rely on you, not corporations or foundations, to stay on your public airwaves. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Ooh, ooh, I'm missing.